Welcome everyone to the Game Vault Podcast. I'm your host Tom Schuster and joining me tonight are Mark Myers and Jenny Aquino. Tonight we'll be discussing gaming gimmicks, the best and the worst, and reviewing our retro roulette game Dragon Ball Z Budokai for the Sony PlayStation 2. But before we get to that, what have you guys been playing? Jen, since you took the week off again, <laughs> you can go for it. Okay, yes. Moving into my house, I will say, has been interesting. So I haven't really been playing as much as I normally would. Um, honestly, outside of our streams and the Retro Roulette game from this past week, I haven't really been playing anything because I haven't had the time or things set up. Um, so <laughs> if you can guess then, it would be Dead by Daylight. <laughs> Uh, Warzone, and then uh, the Retro Roulette game, which was the Dragon Ball Z Budokai. So um, I really don't have much other than that to talk about this week. Hopefully um, this weekend we'll get some of our gaming stuff set up. We have a ton of consoles, which I'm excited about. They're out of storage. We have our PS4 that we could set up finally. So maybe next next stream or uh, next podcast I'll have more to report on. Sounds good. Mark? Yeah, so um, outside of... Uh, you know, playing the games we play for this and all the streams. If you've been following me on Twitter, um, which really you shouldn't be, but um, <laughs> uh, I have been doing my yearly playthrough of Link to the Past in the vanilla game, um, not randomizer. And fuck Moldrum. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I literally, as I said in that tweet, um, I wanted to burn down the Tower of Hera myself. Not Link, me. Mark wanted to burn down the Tower of Hera because that is the only way to kill him. But maybe he's like a cockroach and he'll just yep. just be spinning around on the ashes in the ground. <laughs> yeah, so the one thing that I realize that randomizers have been fucking up for me is that I have completely lost part of the memory of knowing where the items are in the vanilla game. Oh, no. <laughs> so... Like, I think I'm pretty sure of remembering the dungeons. Like, I know where you get in each dungeon and the order you should do the dungeons in, because I've done it 20, 25 times. Um, but knowing what ones I get outside of the dungeons um, it was a little head-scratching. And I have no shame in saying I Googled it. I mean, I beat this game enough. I don't need to prove it to anyone. I beat it on stream, um, the randomizer way. But, um, yeah, so I'm about... I got three more dungeons left. Um, I got the Ice Palace and um, forgot that I usually do um, the sixth dungeon, Misery Mire, first so that I can get the Canis Mara and do the shortcut to the end. Um, but now I am missing a small key that takes me the long way. So um, just going to back out and maybe just do Mire. But um, anyway, that's boring Zelda talk. Maybe just Zelda fans <laughs> out there um, will understand what all of those words mean. Um, but besides that, um, I, what else have I been playing? Um, Dragon Balls. I think I played some NHL 20. I mean, the weeks have flown together here. Yeah. I mean, sorta. it's a, um, it happens. So yeah. I was like, I don't remember what I played that would have been already mentioned on the podcast. Um, I do play, you know, Modern Warfare multiplayer on my own outside of stream. Um, because until Jen gets the PS4 set up, I'm the only one that actually has the game. Um, purchased in full, so I get to play with randos. Mm -hmm. uh, but I have downloaded a whole bunch of games that I'll probably talk more about maybe next week. Um, uh, the uh, Controls Ultimate Edition came out, um, only $31, so I picked that up for sure on PC. 
um, so I can finally play it the right way. <laughs> um, uh, and then there was a couple free games, you know, Hitman on PC um, through Epic. They, that's free. Maybe not by the, no, it's at nine three. So by the time you listen to this, it's probably still free. Um, so I'll probably play both of those before the next stream. And um, yeah, maybe a couple more things. But that that Zelda thing, just remembering, you know, how how much a good run in the beginning of a randomizer makes that game trivial. And then when you have to play it through the normal intended way. Well, yeah, um, I mean, how frustrating that can be. With the randomizer, you're taking shortcuts and stuff, and you're just going, you're getting items that you normally would not get for way later on in the game. So yeah. it's definitely going to make the vanilla game seem way longer and way more drawn out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I, I think with the randomizer and now this playthrough, I'm fairly confident to say, I think my vanilla playthrough could get under to four hours or under um, just because from playing the randomizers, I know all the locations yeah. um, on the map. Uh, but then now going through vanilla again, um after doing randomizers um now i remember where all the items are regularly so that should speed up my time from five hours to probably under four um just because you know um yeah the the only thing pointed the switch version is that for some reason fighting blind was really hard that's the boss in the uh, fourth dungeon in mm. Town. um that i don't remember him being hard either on the randomizer or when i played it on my cart so I don't know if there's some lag or something in the uh, in the Nintendo Switch Online version. Um, well, there's usually probably, a pattern. There's but, probably a little lag, but I don't think it would be. Yeah. It was that just much. weird. I usually don't have any problems with blind. Um, and he gave me he gave me some issues. Um, but yeah, yeah. Besides that, that's that's all I've been doing. I like I said, um, you know, I played the roulette game, uh, but with everything going on, I was. Uh, I was where Jen and Dan were about uh, a month ago in terms of unpacking up and moving somewhere. So um, had to be dealing with that. Yeah, I literally just ordered a, a U-Haul van while we were on the broadcast. So, hey. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what have yeah. you been doing, Tom? Well, I've been have I've been in a weird headspace this past these past couple of weeks, gaming wise. Well, in general, I have been just because I think. Uh, quarantine is finally getting to me because unlike most people have gone out and like gone to stores and things with masks on and stuff i have not i have not left my house so i think i'm getting going a little stir crazy so a couple days ago i was just sitting in my basement and i was like you know i haven't played because so i guess going all the way back geico has this ad right now where they're like oh we just moved into this new house it's great but there's a but there's a rat and it's the band <laughs> Rat and they're playing it's, the same fucking song every oh, single time. It's my favorite one of those. So that song is in Guitar Hero Rocks the Eighties or whatever, and I have that. It's like nice. I just I have to play this and just get it out of my head so it's not in my head for eight years from now. <laughs> so I was like, let me throw on Guitar Hero and play that a little bit and. I was like, you know, I kind of missed this. It it felt good, um, and I, I I wasn't I was still somewhat good at it. I wasn't like horrendous and not being able to like hit notes and stuff. But it was definitely it's definitely a learning curve. Like where you have to if you have not played it in a while, it's going to take you one or two tries before it 
gets gets good you get good again. Mm-hmm. Um, Would you say you were going round and round trying to figure out? I was it out? going round and round. Our love will find a way. Just give it time. <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you. Wherever could you have gotten that from? I I don't know, hmm. but it was uh it was a thing. <laughs> but and then I was like, let me try like my Xbox 360 ones because I still have an Xbox 360 um, guitar and everything. So I load it up. I'm all ready to play. I start to play, and I'm missing every goddamn note. And I'm like, why am I doing so bad all of a sudden? <laughs> I'm looking at the screen, and when you press the buttons that on the on your, for your left hand on the fretboard, mm-hmm. they're it's supposed to show them being pressed on the screen. And none of them are working oh. at all. So I was like, yep. all right, well, now I, now I have to buy a freaking Guitar Hero guitar on eBay because I'm going to I, I want to play this. <laughs> so and they're not cheap for whatever. Like there was a million of them. And all of a sudden you try to buy one on eBay and they're like 50 bucks. Yeah, working. that's how the DDR mats were for me. For some reason, it's like everyone all of a sudden is selling them for like 60 bucks. It's ridiculous. Like I'm looking at one right. I was looking at one like right before the podcast, and I was like, "You got to be kidding me! Fifty dollars for a working Guitar Hero guitar? There were a million of them. There was a reason that they stopped making them, which we'll get into later. Um, but it was just like they're out of their mind. But yeah, I'm gonna I, have to buy it. I have it. two of them, Tom. If you, but I think they're PlayStation. I haven't checked. Okay, I, I need a 360 one. Uh, I think I have the Bluetooth one, but I don't know if that works for. The one that came with Rock Band 3. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I was also talking with Jenny about this. There's a difference between the Rock Band ones and the Guitar Hero ones. So this is probably just a weird music person because I play guitar in real life. And it's probably a weird music person slash gamer mixed together here. The Guitar Hero guitars, the strumming bar, it it's clicky. It's kind of like a mechanical keyboard. Like it's clicky. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Rock the original rock band ones were really gummy and like they didn't, there was no response to them. I don't know if that makes any sense to anybody out there, but let me know yeah. on Twitter <laughs> at game vault pod. Uh, and let me know if I'm, I'm crazy or if, if it's, if it's uh warranted. Yeah. Yeah. The, I do the, the rock band thing every so often, but I just do the singing. So mm-hmm. uh-huh. yeah, just to, just to relieve some stress. And yeah, I do that. I do that, that too. That would never be streamed on the internet. Aww, <laughs> but maybe for Extra Life or as a sub goal? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, we totally should do that for Extra Life. That would be awesome. Yeah, it would. <laughs> Shouldn't have said I'd be, anything. I'd be super down for that. Yep, me too. I just got to make sure I got working stuff. Otherwise, <laughs> it's a waste of time. Yep. Um, but yeah, so that was the the main game I was playing. And then I was like, just I just need something to play that is mindless. So for me, that's racing games. Mm-hmm. So I loaded up Need for Speed Pro Street, which I've talked about in previous episodes as well, and Dirt 3, because all this Dirt 5 hype is happening, and I'm like, I'm going to have to buy this like day one, aren't I? Even though I'm not going to buy a, uh, a new console, I'm going to have to buy this stupid game. For the vampire car, right? Yes, just for the vampire car. Nothing else, <laughs> but... It, the game looks awesome. So, and Dirt Three was my has been my favorite Dirt game by far. Um, I've played all of them, I think, but minus like there's a there was like a, a dirt a weird Dirt spinoff game that I didn't I nobody played. 
I forget what it was, Dirt Showdown or something. That was the only one I didn't really play a whole lot of. But for the most part, all of the Dirt games I have played and enjoyed. And Dirt 4 looks like it's going back to um, the more arcadey style, which I'm more of a fan of than the more realistic stuff that Dirt Rally does. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I got from the Gamescom trailer today. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's the way they're going, and I'm I'm happy about that. I, I I feel like they should split it up. It should be like Forza does with Forza Horizon and Forza Motorsport, where Motorsport's more simulation and um, Horizon's more arcade style. Um, let's see, what else? I think that's pretty much pretty much all I've been playing. But yeah, when I picked up that guitar, your guitar, that's what really spawned <laughs> the idea for this episode. I like it. I was, I was like, yeah, we're gonna have to talk about this now because there's yeah. been some like I, I was able to pick up the guitar and the PlayStation Two one for whatever reason worked, but the the wireless Xbox 360 one did not work. But when they do work, they were very good peripherals. Um, but before we get into that, I don't know, Jen, do we have anything to talk about before that, or do we want to get right into it? Yeah, just a few short things. Um... So, obviously, most of you guys know Gamescom kicked off today. So, I just wanted to briefly go through some of the highlights, uh, what I thought were highlights anyway. I'm sure next time we could probably talk more in depth with things that maybe we noticed that we liked from Gamescom. Um, So, they announced that Ratchet & Clank will definitely be a PS5 launch window game. Um, I like how they're calling them launch window games. I know, because it's going to be so much time that passes. It's a window game. It's so Well, it's because they can't say day one because they haven't announced when day one is. Right. Right. Nobody knows when day one is, so they can't say, yeah, it's a a launch game. Yep. Launch. Um, Did you guys ever play Dragon Age? I don't know. I've never asked you. I played a little bit of Inquisition. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I played Origins. Okay. I played a little bit of Inquisitions. Um, they had a Dragon Age 4 trailer. It was like a first look style. So it really didn't show too much gameplay, but it also had some really cool concept art and like in development footage that if anyone's interested in, you guys should check it out. It's pretty cool. Um, World of Warcraft Shadowlands, they announced will be released October 27th. And then they had some new gameplay on that too. So if anyone's interested, look that up. Um, and then there was a bunch of trailers, which was nice. Um, the extended cut of the Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War trailer came out, um, Fall Guys Season 2, anyone cares, um, <laughs> The Sims 4 is coming out with the Star Wars expansion, which is Journey Batu, or Batu, probably is how you would say yeah. it. Yeah, Batu. Um, uh, and then something that I'm actually pretty excited about because of getting into Civilization, um, this game called Pharaoh, I don't know if you guys ever played it, it was, I think it came out in 1999, it's like a city building game, um, set in Egypt, mm-hmm. so that looks pretty cool, um, so I'm looking forward to that, and then there was another game called Unknown Nine Awakening, which looks good, it, it's kind of like a, a realistic universe that it's set in, but there's all these, like, conspiracy theories, and there's, like, mysterious organizations covering things up. It's The, the trailer looked good. They didn't really, really reveal much about the story, but it looked interesting. So those are the things that I thought were my um, most interesting takeaways from Gamescom today. Anyway, I don't know if you guys saw it or had anything else yeah, to yeah. mention. A couple things for me to add. Um, first off, I'd like to announce that I'm playing Reagan in Call of Duty Cold War. <laughs> nice. I, I really perfected that Reagan um, impersonation, but I'm contractually <laughs> obligated not to do it anywhere else. So I apologize. You Darn. just have to buy the game. 
and then a game that I'm really excited for um, announced their cast, um, 12 Minutes, uh, which is the game, oh, where, yeah. the Annapurna game, where you play the same 12 minutes over and over mm-hmm. and kind of trying to figure out what the story is, um, that what's really going on. Um, so it, the voice cast for the characters in that game are going to be James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley, and William Defoe. Wow. So it should be pretty interesting. You, you shouldn't get tired of those actors. You know, it's yeah. not like some poor, um, like, young VAs, which could have been, you know, what you got if they didn't, you know, team up with Annapurna. And um, a thing that I'm, you know, mostly uh, interested in, but it's one of those from, like, afar, is that the, they did, they announced the um, uh, Age of the Empires 3, like, updated version, like they did for 2. Um, like but, HD, HD updates. Yeah, yeah, whatever. They do a bunch of other stuff to it. I like downloaded the two, the one for two, because you get it with Game Pass, I believe. Um, and I haven't played it. So, or maybe it's Origins. One of the things I pay for it, it gets me a bunch of games. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Um, I am probably the most excited for anything shown here for that 12 minutes. I think that game has a chance to be one of those, if it comes out this year, I didn't see if it was scheduled to. One of those indie games that'll pop, pop into my top three. Mm. Um, if it's if it's done correctly, so but uh, nothing else except uh, Jeff Keighley standing on a giant green screen for two <laughs> hours. Yep. It's kind of amazing to watch. <laughs> That's true. Oh, and Christopher Lloyd showed up. Yeah, in in Star Star uh, Back in to the character. Future garb, yep. right? Yeah, it's Doc Brown. He's from the future, <laughs> and everybody, every like commentator I saw with it kept going, "Tell us what happens. How do we get out of this?" Yeah. <laughs> That was ingenious. Um, okay, so moving on. This, now I will admit this, this is not breaking news. And I really wanted to talk about this two weeks ago on our last podcast, and I wasn't there for it, so I'm talking about it now, damn it. <laughs> Dead by Daylight has crossplay between PC and console. Freaking finally. <laughs> yes. So after four years, they finally um, are allowing you to not only play against someone who is PC in your console or vice versa. But now you can actually be friends with people who are, are cross-play compatible as well. Um, so right now it's between PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, and then of course PC. Um, mobile is not included as of now. Honestly, I haven't played the mobile game, so I don't even know how good it is. I don't know if I'd want to play the mobile game either. I don't know, it's weird because I'm a big mobile game person, but. To me, Dead by Daylight is, you know, PC and console, so I don't know. Maybe I'll try it. But anyway, well, I, it's well, I feel like Dead by Daylight's one of those games you kind of need to be engrossed in. Yeah, if that makes sense. Oh you, yeah, like, totally. You can't seeing it on a little tiny screen will not scare you because you're not you, you're not you can't really pay attention to it. Right. Yeah. I maybe maybe I will give it a try just to see the, what it's like. The headphones would add an aspect to it. Yeah, you would definitely have to play with headphones because, like, from play or from anyone who has watched our streams and we were having audio issues it's almost impossible to play the game well when you can't hear every little noise so it definitely helps to be able to hear but um yeah so that's really exciting news to me i I wonder i wonder if the reason they finally did cross play was maybe they were seeing a dip in the console people i think i would assume so because the load times for console to be a survivor was ridiculous like we we would get through like three games, four games tops. 
over two hours and that's it's not cool and then half the time people would quit and then you would have to wait like I would say 15 to 20 minutes in between games it was just way too much so yeah I I'm really happy for crossplay. some people are mad that the PC chat feature is not cross compatible but honestly that's not a big deal to me it's probably one of the people say it's one of the most toxic parts of the game um I have been verbally attacked and harassed more on console playing Dead by Daylight than I have on PC, though. I've only been, um, I've only dealt with rude people once on PC, knock on wood. On console, I had people do the fake friend, friend requests to send me messages that way. So either way, I think people are still going to get to you if they want to be jerks. Yeah, but fuck them. Yeah, I hope exactly. you reported them. I hope you reported them immediately. <laughs> One person I did for console because they got pretty wild, but uh, usually it's just stupid stuff that I block. But yeah, so it's, it's what chat feature? I don't. Yeah, exactly. Don't you about. you have yours turned off all the time. <laughs> I mean, that's the first thing I do when I'm playing a yeah. multiplayer game. <laughs> yeah. Literally, the first thing I do is mute chat. Oh yeah, I immediately. Hate- I hate talking to people. This sounds really mean. I hate talking to people I don't know in multiplayer games because people I mean, are just so annoying. I mean, and someone's got fucking Lady Gaga yes. blasting in your headphones somehow. Yep. And they're chewing. They're they're kids screaming in the background. Or they're a work. kid screaming at you, which is yeah. even better. <laughs> yeah, it's the 12-year-old kid that's screaming at you through the... <laughs> you stole my kill! You still like you. You suck. Yeah, I, that's you so totally funny. You grew up playing, uh, <laughs> playing on Xbox 360. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So that um that was really the only negative that I found. I was trying to get people's reactions. Everyone seems pretty happy overall. Um, and then uh, they're also adding cross progression, which is cool, coming sometime in September. So that way, if you're a console and you switch to PC or vice versa, you can keep your stats, your inventory, and all your purchases between. No, that's that's cool. That's uh, so um, nice of them. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so. I'm really I, I'm into that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think maybe they're doing that too because there's so much. Um, what's the word? It's not pay to play at all, but there's so many extra things that you can purchase that it would really suck if you were trying to play against both. The, uh, on the console and the PC and you had to like start over on one because I mean actually I've done that before it sucks so I guess they're they're trying to be they're trying to be nice about it but yeah that's great that they're coming out with that so um and then the last thing I wanted to talk about our friend Jonathan actually brought this up in our group chat obviously everyone knows what Fall Guys is at this point um just in case you don't at this point I believe there has been more than 7 million copies sold to this game which is crazy um, it's blown up like, now, like crazy. Does that include the PS Plus subscription people? Uh, I want to say yes, because I was looking into it before, and it started out, the article I was reading started out saying they hit a certain amount with the PS Plus subscriptions, and then it blew up from there. Okay. So I'm assuming that is encompassing those as well. Yeah, it's, it's very Rocket League in that yes, yes. sense. Yep. Yeah, I yeah. I played it a bunch. Um, my only thing is I was having some network issues where, where like four straight shows in a row, um, I would uh, end the game and try to quit, and then it would like lose my connection or something, and I would have to wait for the connection to pick back up to get my points, and uh, it was always delayed. It was real weird. That is weird. Um, yeah, yeah. The 
the the game itself, it, the only thing I really don't like about it, I mean, I think it'll be a great um, Extra Life game and stuff like that, streaming mm-hmm. game, if we want to do something like that, um, is that you got to sort of preload your jumps. Like, it's not a, like, pixel-perfect jumping. Oh. So you have to be like, all right, I need to jump here and here, you know, <laughs> and sort of, like, be ready. Yep. Um, so it really makes you have to concentrate for when the things are spinning around. You got to jump over them. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, okay, now, like, you don't hit just as it gets there. You sort of yeah. have to be prepared. But they're, like all games, they're dicks on there. Um, <laughs> I think I said, maybe I said it on podcast last week where um, people wait by the finish line to grab people, you know. That's yeah. Awesome. I don't know what their goal is, is that they're not going to qualify either, so they're just going to dick one person over. That yeah. sounds like something they do in GTA Five races. Yeah. Yeah. So it's... I don't know what the goal is. There was one guy that was just stopping us from being able to do a jump because they were seesaws. So he just stood at the top. Jeez. So the seesaw never recalibrate it. That's awesome. That's so annoying. Yeah. Now, how long so... does it take for you to load up a match? Because I know you have it's to have 60 fast. people. It is now, yeah. Because yeah. I know it's in the beginning, it, it was yeah. it was long. Obviously, people weren't it, playing. It was but... just my problem was at the end. It wasn't calculating, mm-hmm. you know. And it just got frustrating. Yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, it's a yeah. I don't know if there's any skill involved because I don't make it past usually the second or third round. Um, <laughs> because I'm only good at a few of them. Mm-hmm. As of right now, I don't play it enough, and it always picks the ones I'm not good at. Of course. <laughs> um, to get through there, the team that's games the, are rough. That's the Mario Party. Yeah. <laughs> you always get the game that you're shit at. Yeah, yep. the, the team games are rough. Um, some of them I don't even know how you can win consistently without just locking into it um but it it seems like one of those games that got big because of streamers mm-hmm. essentially oh yeah definitely like, it's unlike rocket league um in the sense that rocket league blew up because everybody was like oh this is actually a pretty good game like who knew i wanted little rc's cars kicking soccer balls into nets <laughs> um but yeah, yeah. i feel like it's such a meme that it just be it just grew into its own thing yeah yeah, this Fall Guys thing where you can dress up the people. It's got the cosmetics and, yep. you know, so. It's the, it's the new Fortnite type deal. Yeah. Only it's not free. That's the thing. It's not right. free. No. Unless you got PS Plus. Yeah. Well, it, wa- it was. If yeah. I mean, if you're now, if you have PS Plus now, it's not going to help you at all. No. Right. I think it's $20 now. No. And and also people can't play Fortnite. So maybe it's a perfect alternative. Yeah. 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 Well, they can't play it on their phones. Exactly. People are definitely doing, of course, I think you you mentioned it, Mark, already. People are doing whatever they can to ruin this game. And it's like probably one of the more wholesome games that are out right now. Yeah. So you have people who are like speed hacking and doing some kind of hacks. And it's mainly happening through PC, I believe I read, um, where they're like flying over obstacles, which is the whole point of the game is to go through the obstacles. So what these people get out of this I, I like I know people have to win no matter what it takes sometimes, but it's just the dumbest game to cheat at. Yeah. Like, like it's just so stupid. Yeah, I mean like there's no skill involved. I could right. see if it was a skill based game and you were like, fuck, I'm getting smoked every game. I need to <laughs> I need to do something. But there's no skill. You're just jump like you're just randomly jumping. Right. And then the speed hack videos I've watched, like when you first take off, and let me know if I'm correct, Mark, like, you don't fly forward. You kind of, you go off to this, like, 
penguin style, like, bloop, 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 like to try to get up speed. And these people like go flying forward. It's so obvious that they're cheating. Yeah, and they're th- there's a there. dive and a jump and all that. Right. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's silly. But yeah. the 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 only thing I heard about cheating was I was I was watching a stream, um, and of that fall guys actually randomly it was a watching someone do a randomizer, um, <laughs> and they were talking about what they should do with the cheaters is like be able to find a way to know they're cheating and just group those people in a room together. Mm-hmm. Like they only Have play against other cheat cheaters. Against each other. Oh my god, that would be so funny. <laughs> and, the games would blow up or something. Yeah, and just you know they had the frustration that way. The only thing that I would add to this game, I think I said it last week. Now that I'm remembering, that everything in this game feels like a Fall Guys two will be amazing. Yeah. Uh, but I think they need to add some little like Road Rash style, like be able mm-hmm. to punch. Like yeah. as you're running by. Well, I think by, that's the whole like, point is that you you can't punch and do stuff yeah, like that yeah that's the wholesome yeah. part <laughs> yeah but not even like a punch the beat up like sort of here in road rash like if two of you are rushing like mm-hmm. there's really no way to stop somebody you know like to catch up to anybody if you're like right behind them yeah you know at the end just something like even if you grab you slow both of you down so it the, i mean you can kind of pull yourself around them but someone else could come flying up behind you you know right take that spot but yeah yeah not in a you know, uh, people find a way to grief anything, mm-hmm. so this will get grief. But just being able to, like, two of you are running down to the finish line and you're trying to, like, punch or push each other, like, sort of to get there first. Um, it would make it a little more, you know, I don't know. Maybe I just like, like Road Rash. I'm, I, I don't know. I just don't understand the whole, like, I mean, is your life that bad that you need to cheat to win it at these games? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, like, if you're not good, don't play. Yeah. No one's right. making you play. Just yeah. like I just don't get it. They just need to. They get something out of it. They just want to win. They, yeah, I know. But like, what, what, do you, what are you getting out of it? I just don't. I, it's what I don't understand. It's, it's like, a what, false sense of satisfaction. Making someone else mad. Yeah, the trolling. Yeah, could be that. Yeah, too. I don't, I, <laughs> I don't I get know. it either. But that's. I think that's essentially what it is. Yeah. So yeah, it must be because I. It just blows my mind. <laughs> Luckily, we haven't run into it really with. Um, with Call of Duty that we've been playing, but I imagine it'll happen at some point where we're just like, yeah, this dude's totally, totally got a an aim aim bot on right. us. Right. I don't know though because remember that one match? I think it was a few weeks ago when the guy came out of nowhere. Like he literally just appeared in front of me, and it could be glitching because that's been happening lately. I actually highlighted it on our stream, so if anyone's interested, go dig around and you'll find it. Um, but I think you had both died, so you were watching my camera while you respawned, and yeah, the guy, just, like, just... popped out of nowhere, and I actually killed him, but it was yes. so weird. You shot him oh, in yeah. the face, but... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was just diving at me out of nowhere. I'm like, where did he even come from? So, sometimes it's hard to figure out if people are actually cheating or not, but I'm sure we'll know when it happens, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the last thing I wanted to mention about Fall Guys is really disturbing. Um, have you heard of Rule 34? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So Rule 34 exists with Fall Guys. Talking well, it exists about with everything. That's yes. that's the whole point of that's Rule 34. <laughs> exactly. But <laughs> unfortunately, it has crept its way into this game. And the creators of Fall Guys took to Twitter to speak out against it, which I thought was really sad, but also funny. It popped up on um, the Game Vault's Twitter. So I was reading into it. They basically said, if you reply to our tweets with Rule 34, Rule 34 fan art, 
for Fall Guys. We will hide you and block you. And then don't message us saying to be unblocked because you didn't think it was a problem. This is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> they should, they should so report funny. them. Oh, I'm, I'm sure that they are doing that, too. But it just like I was like, really? Like, I get it. Yeah, I'm sure it, it literally exists everywhere. But like, come on. Uh, yeah, just, like it's you know. it's just like unnecessary. Oh, yeah. Just it's wild. But yeah, that's it. That's it for the news. Oh, man. Just... Well, <laughs> I need a palate cleanser after that. <laughs> Time to talk about some shitty gaming peripherals. Yep. So, as we all know, we've grown up, Mark, Mark and I at least, from the first, like, the from the beginning of the NES, there have been all kinds of gimmicks that people have tried to make a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, really, as far, yeah, I'd say as far back as the NES. Cause, oh, the NES had a whole bunch. Because it, it was so popular that people just threw shit at the wall and hoped that one and, thing would would work out i mean it was it was launched with a peripheral right the gun no rob oh and rob that's right well rob is a whole other thing yeah because nintendo didn't want it to be considered a video game system they wanted it to be considered an entertainment system which is why it's called the nintendo entertainment system so they built rob to to be to make it a toy instead of to be a video game but I put together a few things that I thought were very good ideas and terrible, either in uh, in thought or in um, in the execution. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. My only clarity for this: Are we doing our favorite and then our worst, or how are we structuring? Um, I'd say let's go one one good, one bad. <laughs> I have th- <laughs> I have three sets. Okay. So I... uh, look, go ahead, Jen. No, I was gonna just gonna say um, I only picked two, one good, one bad. But while we're going around, I'll try to think of more. So I'll let you know if I can. Okay. This was hard for me because I like so many gimmicky, stupid things. <laughs> it was hard for me to find things I didn't like. So. Well, you also mi- you also missed like a shitload. Oh, I know. Dan was bringing things up to like, what about this? What about this? And I'm like, ah, oh, I never use that. Or oh, you, I never. Because like we said before, you started at the N64. So yeah. you missed like so many, yeah. and I'm pretty sure that the ones we're going to talk about you've never heard of. <laughs> Most likely, except if it was tonight, Dan telling me to talk about them, and I'm me saying I've never played with that before, so I can't. But I'll let you know if if any of them were what he said. Yeah, there, there's so many I want to interject with here, but I just want to make sure they're not on the list before bringing them up. Well, yeah, well at the end we'll like kind of do our, uh, we can do reminiscing. Like, yeah, the we can do our. Uh, Ones we think could have been on the list, but we just didn't feel like putting them on yeah. there. So <laughs> I'm going to start because I played with this back in the day, and I remember seeing commercials for it, and I was like, man, that looks so cool. How could that possibly work? Newsflash, it didn't. Um, and that is the TurboTouch 360 controller. Okay. Um, so it was basically the D-pad did not exist. And it was touch sensitive. The buttons on the right hand side of the controller were the no- were still normal buttons, but it was touch sensitive on the the non-existent D-pad. And I I don't know if anybody's seen a, a picture of this, Mark. I don't know if you've ever seen one no. before. So it's kind of like the like the octagon is there where the D-pad would be, yeah. but you just have to like slide your finger inside that that thing that little octagonal shape to make your to either make Sonic run left or right or whatever, but it was it did not work 
at all. Like the <laughs> it it never read the right direction. Like it would read diagonals when it wasn't supposed to, or wouldn't it would never read like just the four di- directions that you need to go. Mm-hmm. Especially for like sports games, it was the worst. That sounds so annoying. Well, that's why it's on this list. Yep. Um, but yeah, I remember seeing commercials for it all the time when I was a kid. Because, yeah. you know, Nickelodeon, they're going to have Genesis commercials and Super Nintendo commercials. I think there was a Super Nintendo one, too. But if you get a chance, look up a picture of this thing. It was like neon orange. Like, it was super Makes 90s. Sense. It was super 90s. And they had, like, a money-back guarantee. Like, if your scores don't go up in two weeks, we'll give you your money back. And I bet you they lost a shitload of money <laughs> because... They, they were betting that people wouldn't actually send it back. Well... I'm sure there were plenty of annoyed nerds that were like, fuck this thing. I'm getting my money back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I implore you to go look up old commercials and look at the design of this thing because it was ridiculous. Um, so my good one for this section is something I touched on before is the Guitar Hero guitar. This thing, it really set off a bomb, you know, in the gaming gaming world. I remember seeing it and being like, Man, that looks dumb. And then I played it, and I was like, "This is the greatest thing I've ever played." I had a I had a roommate in college that would literally skip all of his classes just to get better at Guitar Hero. Like it was it it was super addicting because the guitar worked well. If it didn't work well, it never would have sold anything. Because things like this had been tried in arcades. They they had like drum machines and other types of rhythm games. But the fact that you had something in your hands that looked like a guitar and acted like a guitar. Um, it was really, um, it really just worked well to, to musicians and non-musicians people. I, I know all kinds of people that played guitar here and loved it. Um, obviously when you get to rock band and there's the drums and people singing and all of that, it just, it just exploded. But the thing that started it was that first guitar and it was designed well, it looked cool. Like it, you could, it came with stickers and you could sticker bomb it and stuff. And, um, Activision seemed like they knew what they were doing for once. Well, I guess it wasn't Activision at the time, was it? It was Harmonix. Harmonix. Um, yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the, oh, continue. Go ahead. Then we're done. Go ahead. Um, the guitar or guitar was oddly enough, and this is the strangest thing to uh, tie to this, is the first moment when I realized that I may have had some ligament damage from where I broke my hand. Because I can't, I couldn't for the life of me go to expert because my pinky, I couldn't do like the five chords. Okay. You know, because I couldn't, if my pinky and ring finger wouldn't move right, like you couldn't indi- reach that individually, far. you know, they would all move together, you know, and it yep. just, you know, we just start hurting my pinky after a while. <laughs> um, I was like, whoa, that's, I guess I damaged some stuff <laughs> when I broke my hand playing baseball. Um, never had to use those ligaments before. Um, so that was my first memory with, and why I probably didn't play the guitar past medium. Um, just because it, it became, became a struggle. Um, and then once the singing came out, I'm, I, I was like, I'll take the easy instrument on this because <laughs> you can just put it on no fail mode and just sing like karaoke. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, that was my first since with guitar hero one realizing <laughs> that, you know, I, maybe i had a more devastating injury like six years after it happened yeah it the that was another good thing about it was it had different um uh different levels of difficulty 
And if you, you know, had never touched an instrument before, you could put it on easy and it wouldn't be so bad. And you could still feel like you were playing along to this thing. Um, I, and I just think it, like, I feel like I was the perfect age for it to come out. I don't know why. I don't know. Being in college, it was just like, man, I, I only want to play this from now on. Mm-hmm. It was a great game to play in college with friends. Yeah. Like, especially once the multiplayer ones came out. Well, mm-hmm. the original Guitar Hero, I don't think had multiplayer, but I think Guitar Hero 2 did. And um, for after that, you know, Rock Band came out and everything. And you could get together with six other people and play this and get drunk <laughs> and whatever else yeah. you wanted to do at the same time. It was a great party game. It still is. But you have to own all of that crap to be able to pull it out and be like, hey, guys, want to play Rock Band or whatever? <laughs> but uh yeah that that i feel as though that really really did did a whole lot for gaming at that point because from there you know we got rock smith which you can actually plug a real guitar into your xbox or playstation or whatever you wanted to play and i thought that was really cool too but, but you have to have the right sound system for that as i found out <laughs> yes yes you do because if you don't there's delay like a motherfucker and it's the yep. worst thing ever i I have a guitar collecting dust in my house because I could never learn how to play it <laughs> because of, <laughs> because of the sound system for my Rocksmith. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was the that was the best hundred dollars I ever spent. Um, uh, but uh, but yeah, we, we, I think I I don't know if I missed the boat or maybe we were more of a sports centric group in college because the games I drank and um, had fun with was. We were really big with the Wii, like playing all those Wii games while getting drunk. Oh yeah, um, and well, uh, and and well, playing like NCAA football. Well, you see, but, the problem was like everybody I was at school with was poor, so we were still playing a PlayStation Two, even though like new consoles were out already. Yeah, we we had the so, one Wii guy. Yeah, like so nobody had a drink Wii. at his place. At when I was in college, nobody had a Wii. Like you could, that was still at the time where you couldn't buy a Wii because yeah. they were. You couldn't find him anywhere, but um, maybe he was the rich kid. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those 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 are my two picks for this to start this thing off. I'm yeah. uh, really interested to hear what you guys yeah. have to. I'll, I'll defer to Jenny because I have more of a wide range here, okay. and I, okay. I'm interested to see what what she comes up with. <laughs> so starting out with what I hate the well i guess the most i'm coming up with more that i hate now that i'm actually thinking about it like under pressure sort of so <laughs> i'll start with the one that i actually prepared which was now this is definitely going to show that i started with video games a little bit later than you guys i freaking hate the wii sports pack that they came out with <laughs> it's the dumbest the one that had like the ends on it yeah for the for the, the wiimote the, yeah, the, the super clumsy plastic attachments that was like a tennis racket and a golf club. And there's like the Wii Fit came with a step and it was just the most gimmicky, unnecessary stuff. It would strap onto the nunchucks then you wind up hitting someone with it and it literally didn't do anything. It actually, I felt like, took away from the game because I was constantly worrying about it popping off or like, am I holding it right? Or like, are you far enough away from me where if I swing this golf club, I'm not going to hit you in the head with it. <laughs> My living room was small, so it just didn't work out. It was so dumb. Um, maybe other people loved it. I get why they came out with it because, you know, you're playing virtual golf or virtual bowling. And actually they didn't have one for bowling. So I take that back, but you're playing virtual sports and you want to have something that feels like you're holding a, a club or whatever. 
totally yeah, get it. You're definitely right. They they literally did not do anything. Yeah, they just they were super annoying and and overpriced for what they were. And honestly, I was happy with a nunchuck. With if you want to give me a little grippy case for it, that's fine. But even just the wrist strap around my wrist was perfectly fine for me. Um, and even when I play the Switch now, I know they come out with the um, different cases and the wrist strap. I just hold the the Joy Cons. I don't even do the wrist strap thing. So. I just like as little as possible hanging on me when I'm playing games, especially if I'm more active playing games. So that was something that really irritated me always. And I felt like there was really no point to it. But it's not surprising that it was so gimmicky based on the fact that it was Nintendo Wii. So not surprising <laughs> there to me, actually. Um, so then the one that I love the most is super freaking gimmicky. Um, and I actually just talked about it before as well which is the DDR dance mats that came with the game. <laughs> Somehow knew um, that was coming. Yeah, how'd you know? They are, to me, I they are so necessary to fully experiencing the game. Obviously, in the arcade, that's how anyone would play it because there's no other option. But at home, yes, you can play on a, uh, on a controller. And I've done it before, and it, there's nothing wrong with that. But to fully appreciate and experience DDR, you have to have one of those mad cats or beat pads whatever they called them dance mats and have it slide across your floor and break your neck but it doesn't matter because it's super fun and <laughs> you might go through like seven of them because they always break but to me that was just like i had to have it so when i was going through packing and stuff and going through my old stuff in my room and i came across um my original xbox and i came across a bunch of my games i'm like oh my god i need to find my dance mats and i know i probably talked about this on a previous stream but um, I wound up finding one of the two and it had a hole in it and it didn't work. Like one arrow didn't work, which is a huge problem. So yeah, I wound I, up. I, I just went through that myself with the guitar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I went through this whole big thing going all over eBay, trying to find these dance mats. And I know I just said before, but, you know, people are overpricing them like crazy. And I finally found two of them and they're in great condition and they're waiting for extra life. And I can't wait. I know I got a sidetracked a little bit there, but that's how much I love the dance mats. So judge me if you will, but I will never change my ways. <laughs> I mean, the dance mats were great. They were mm -hmm. they worked really well until you broke it, and then they didn't work anymore. <laughs> that was yeah. the problem with them is that you they only la they did not last very long because yeah. they weren't very they weren't very sturdy. There was yeah, like I no there was no nothing to protect any of the stuff inside of it because you're literally yeah. stepping on it. Right. And if and someone like went on it and stepped on it with shoes on, you're like, yeah. what are you doing? Exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Because in the arcade, you had to wear shoes because it wouldn't register your your stomping wherever you were. But for the, the dance mats, I mean, people, you can buy a metal one, which I may have considered for like one second, but it was like $700. <laughs> but... <laughs> If there was one also, person that would have bought it, it would have been you. Yes, it would have been me, and then I would have gotten divorced, <laughs> probably. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, uh, Dan, it, there's itching behind Dan's ears right now, and he does not know why. He actually just brought me a coffee, and I'm, I'm lucky that I didn't mention it when he was down here. He would have dumped it on me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I didn't wind up getting that. But they did have um, dance mats for the PlayStation, I think it was for PS1, where they had like... um a foam insert like a thick foam insert so it kind of protected the wiring a little bit better but original xbox did not have that and if it did i didn't know about it and i'm sad 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I have some new ones, so we'll see how long they last. We'll we'll update as as we go. That's good. Yeah. yeah so right. yeah. So, so um, my worst um, since um, I don't know. I've decided in my head, and maybe we can change this later, that controllers, um, like a group of controllers, shouldn't count. I'll, I'll tell you when, when we get to the end what I was thinking. Okay. But the thing that popped up, because I just found it when I was looking through my stuff um, here as I'm packing up, um, the mouse for the Super Nintendo was <laughs> awful. Uh <laughs> I only used, I only remember, I think you could use it with other games, but I only used it with Mario Paint. Well, I mean, really, it was designed for Mario Paint, but some, there were some games you could use it with. Not many, but there yeah. were like three or four. It's a plastic, um, like, mouse pad, and it's a ball mouse, you know. I have not, it. I have one. <laughs> oh, man, it's bad. Um, for, it's the for one you, thing you, I was... For you I young only... kids, yeah. hold on. I'm sorry, Mark. I'm, I didn't mean to interrupt, but mice for computers used to have a rubber ball in the bottom of them. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and that's how the mouse moved. Yeah. Like there was no laser. It was just like it was like an analog thing. <laughs> and if that ball got dirty, it wouldn't it wouldn't work right. So you had to like constantly clean this thing. And if it wasn't clean, it worked like shit. Yeah. And it didn't yeah. work great to begin with. So it's yeah. yeah. Bad. It's a thing. Yeah, and we're old. <laughs> we are. Oh, man. Um, yeah. The only thing I remember from Mario Paint after getting frustrated, um, being a little kid and thinking, "Oh, I can draw on the TV," um, was just doing the music game because that was the easiest thing to control um, on there. Fly, but the fly swatter game? No, no. Where you could just put the music. Yeah, I know. But there was a fly, there was a fly, the fly swatter game which made its way into WarioWare. Yes. Um, but, yeah, so that was my least favorite thing. It's the one thing I found in my vintage collection here that I was considering just tossing. <laughs> I'm don't like, do that. They're worth something. I was like, I don't like this. Um, I don't even know. Hell, the, I didn't even open the bag. The mouse could have dry rot for all I know. Because um, I didn't keep take care of it. Because, um, uh, But, anyway, it leads me to my favorite thing. And I've mentioned this on podcast before. I think it's vastly underrated because it was underused. Um, I, th- I think you're you on the Dreamcast. Okay, is great. Uh, I, I, I was amazed by it because the first time I played Code Veronica and they showed me my health on my paddle and I did not need to or controller. Um, that shows you how old I am. I stuck up the paddles. <laughs> um, I the, I don't know that anybody knows why it's called a paddle. Yeah, it, it's Atari. Um, it's a or thing, even yeah. ColecoVision. Um. Or yeah, whichever one. Um, but yeah, the uh, being able to not have to press pause to check my health was mind blowing to me. And I think you could have iterated on having a video screen in the controller um, and gone from there. Yeah, you could have done some cool things with that. I didn't like the Tamagotchi aspect to it, even though it was fun to make fun of in in Sonic Adventure 2, um, having your Chow Garden in there. Yep. Um, that aspect, that was that was a little too much of a Japanese game market that I'm even willing to go to um, for that. But just that aspect of having not needing to, you know, pause the game um, to check something was something I think they should look into going forward. Um, you could do it digitally now. It wouldn't need to be a video screen. Um, um, Mark, I, I hate to tell you they did it already. 
Which one? The Wii U. <laughs> no, that's an entire screen. Yeah, this but is... that's I mean that's what you're that's what you want, right? No, it, it the VMU's small. You know. I know, but they they would never make something that you take out of your controller again. Yeah, I was thinking more to be honest, and I guess that's a technicality that I'm I never owned the Wii U. That's my excuse. Audience, as I'm pointing in my non-camera. <laughs> well, uh, they also tried they tried this stuff when the Wii U came out. They tried the second screen experience, yeah. but it didn't work because you had to look at something else. Like you could have your phone or tablet attached to your 360 or your PS3, and you could have things up. I because I remember they did it with Fallout. They did it with Fallout 4. Yeah. Um. And it it just did not work like because you had to you had to have three things around you to be able to interact with it. But yeah, my, yeah, my thought for in the way they could have included it was when Sony did that giant touchpad that could have been like just doing the heartbeat monitor or telling you like how many bullets you have, you know, like you could have just put it where the things like right in your hands. So you don't have to take your eyes too much off the screen. Like you would with putting, unless if you have a setup where you have like your iPad on a stand and, you know. Well, yeah, that's what they were going for, but nobody did it. No, having it in the thing you're already using is what I think made the VMU great. And um, I I loved it. Um, I wish they had done more with it. Even what well, Sega basically backed out of that system in like a year, um, which is kind of funny looking at some of the, um, when you look at the, the uh, the ROMs you download and some of the stuff from near the end, um, it's pretty funny. But uh, yeah, so that's my top and bottom. Um, obviously, there's much more in the middle. Um, do you either of you have anything else you want to? Oh yeah, tell? I, I got mean plenty. I have a ton. Too. I got plenty. Yep. <laughs> um, all right. So again, this was very underutilized, but at the same time, it was really dumb because it was really big and it made no sense. And that was the Super Scope 6. Yes. Stop it. Yes. That's literally what Dan told me to talk about, too. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say that. So I have one in the box. Guess how many times I've used it? Once. Yes. You're, you're correct. I, <laughs> like, I, played one, I played one game with it, and I was like, why would anybody fucking use this thing? It's so big, and you have to look through this tiny viewfinder, and it's like... The I I don't know I mean in in theory it's a good idea they were trying to make a bigger version of the zapper they were trying to like one up the zapper yeah and it just did like there was no games for it it worked well enough but it's just it was cumbersome like if you're trying to have a kid with a bazooka on his shoulder playing a game it just was not it it didn't work well it didn't sell well like I said. I think there was like three or four games that you could use it with. There was not a lot. It was not implemented very well. Um, Mark, I'm sure, did you ever use one? Um, I used one. I didn't own one, thank God. Um, <laughs> but they didn't have a Duck Hunt. I think that no, there was, was the main problem. Right, there was no killer app. Like, Duck Hunt was yeah. the killer app for the for the Zapper. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was so dumb. It was, it was, the, it was the epitome of... Nintendo thinking everything on the Super Nintendo need to be super. Right. Or bigger. Yeah. Bigger's you know. better. You know. And it was, it's, it, and the funny part is that might not be the most ridiculous thing that Nintendo ever did with her peripheral. 
um, uh, because this one didn't have as much hype as the other ones did. Um, but it was just something that like did not need to be made unless if you had a game for it. Like yeah, like it came with a game. It came with a couple of games, but it like I said, they weren't they weren't good enough to warrant. No. Um, getting it out and pl- and plugging it in and playing it. Yeah, they didn't have a dog you wanted to murder on it. Right. You know, in that game. But uh, so I'll mention the thing that I teased. Um, you know, uh, probably the most famous um bad peripheral ever made is the Power Glove for the it's, NES. It's so bad. It's it's I believe it, the mainstream thing I was talking about is I believe it's in the Wizard. Right? Well, yeah, that's what that line is from, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so bad. Yeah. But yeah. So I just wanted to make sure I got the movie name right, because I've been known to, despite knowing the correct thing, saying saying the wrong thing. Um, yes, it is the wizard, and it is where it's known the best, for sure. Yeah. yeah that thing, I that was the, um, I guess, the thing I saw on TV the most um, outside of, like, the pump-up sneakers. That I never own. Yeah, you know? I never, I never owned the the Reebok pumps either. Yeah, but those were the things you saw on Nickelodeon, you know, all the time. Um, uh, maybe it's because my sister was a little older, and you know, I saw Power Glove stuff a little sooner than most. Um, you know, we had our NES when I was three or four. Um, but yeah, it was that thing that was like, oh man, it looks great. Oh, open the game magazine. Oh, great, you can use your fist, and you know. But it was it was terrible. Um, yeah. It, you know, never n- never got a chance to use it. But it was it the fact that everyone universally hates it. Um, like there's not even like Power Glove defenders no. that I know of. The, um, just tells you it, how bad it is. So the gaming historian on YouTube did an excellent uh, documentary on the Power Glove, and apparently it was just like so rushed that. They just could There was no way it was going to work. The guy had gotten it to work in a sense, but there was no way they were gonna, They wanted it out like immediately. There was no way they were going to get it to work the way they wanted it. Oh, the power glove. All right. So I have a, a good one. And Jen might disagree with this, but the Wii itself was As the best. One, was one of the best gimmicks I have ever seen in my life. Oh, yes. I agree. I agree. So the, yeah, the whole Wii, like the Wii, the fact that it had a motion controller and it was a stick and it had a little nunchuck thing to go with it. I've never seen so. I mean, Wii hysteria was a thing. Again, for for our younger listeners, those those born like after the year two thousand, uh, to try to buy a Wii was worse than trying to buy a Switch right now because you can still buy Switches. They still come in stock every once in a while. The Wii was never in stock. It was a, you, they would get like one, like kind of how the NES Classic was. Yeah. It was it was like that, but worse. Like you would have to go literally go to a store, be like, "When's your next shipment coming in?" Um, and then you have to you'd have to like line up out the door mm-hmm. to try to because there was no like internet to purchase the Wii. You had to go to the store and purchase one. There was no other way to get one. Yeah. 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 And the great thing about the Wii was. That it was the first, like, since probably the NES, it was the first, like, family console. Yes. You know, Agreed. in that grandparents to, like, like four- to five-year-old siblings could play it without any issue. I mean, mm-hmm. on both ends of the scale, there were issues. 
uh, how well they could play it. Um, but, you know, the NES, because it was the first thing out, you know, with Duck Hunt and, you know, in my family, it was the video game, the uh, game show games, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, Wheel of Fortune and, and Family Feud, you know, that the whole family got together and, you know, would play video games together. Um, the we brought that back and that's why it's probably pro- sales wise. It's the number one gimmick of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> by far. I don't, by even think far. I don't even think it's um, close. Yeah. But it also brought that sense of, you know, things that everybody has been trying to do since the NES. Um, and I think it was both a blessing and a curse for Nintendo mm-hmm. because the blessing was it gave them enough money to fail at the Wii U and then still give us the switch. <laughs> yep. Um, but the, the, the curse was, is that the investors are constantly for the next decade or more. We're searching, we're seeking out that high. That yeah. They're, they, they want that. They want that. We money that mm-hmm. is never yeah. coming again. Like the, yeah. uh, the next closest thing I can say is probably the switch since then, like sales wise, but yeah. Mark, you're a hundred percent right about it being a family thing. That's the reason we got it was yeah. because it was the whole family. It was not just mine. It was not just my brother's. It was the whole family. Yeah. Same. Everybody played it. It was That's another one of those NES things. Right. It's another one of those things like you open it up on Christmas or, or whatever. I'm pretty sure that's when we got it was Christmas because otherwise you couldn't get it any other time. <laughs> um, and we, you know, opened it up and we all played Wii Sports for yeah. five hours or whatever it was. <laughs> Until yeah. it was dinner time, because we were all just just laughing at this ridiculous <laughs> thing that we're doing, and it was um it was a lot of fun. I, I'm yeah. I'm glad the Wii came out. Now, Jen, the Wii is still like in that middle ground for you, because you would have just been coming from the Xbox or the 360, I would imagine, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, we we literally had the same experience receiving it as a Christmas gift as a family, as you were just saying. So yeah, it's yeah. it's. I, it's one of my favorite consoles because of the memories like that, for sure. Um, not my favorite of all time, but definitely a good one for me. Definitely gimmicky, but as long as I didn't get the stupid sports pack, I was happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and again, just to finish off that family thing, mm-hmm. it's very telling that the two video games, the two video game systems that my older sister played and is relatively good at are both the NES and the Wii. Uh. Like she's really good at Wii Sports, um, which you know makes her daughters mad. But um, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> they also don't believe that she's good at Super Mario Brothers three, and she is really good at Super Mario Brothers three. <laughs> um, she probably needed like a couple games to warm up because probably hasn't played it in a decade more or whatever. But yeah, I I had them. Like, my youngest niece was like, oh, no, mom doesn't play video games. <laughs> and then we put on Mario 3, and she just, like, went through the first two worlds, like, without dying. Wow. And she just sat there, like, slack-jawed. <laughs> <My niece. laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, she, yeah, she's better than me. The NES was basically hers until I got old enough um, to use it. But, yeah, but that, that just shows you that non-video game people, as my sister turned out to be, you, we didn't know when she was eight you know, which way she was going to go on that, but found entertainment in both of those systems. Um, yeah. And yeah. if, if she had the chance, she would probably be the same way with the switch. But the, the one video game person, it's not me in the family hogs the switch all the time, currently with animal crossing. Uh, <laughs> so um, she doesn't get much time to, to try that out, but 
Yeah, the Wii's yeah, great. To, to drive home the point, again, the Wii had a game that you wanted to play. Yeah. It had Wii Sports. It came with it. It shipped with it. And it's the best-selling Wii game of all time, mainly because it was a pack-in. But yeah. um, that's what everybody played. You yeah. got a Wii to play Wii Sports. And then they came out with Wii Sports Resort. And that sold a shitload because it was basically more of the same. Um, and, people, you know, it, it was a gimmick that people that worked and people wanted to play with it. So, again, it's one of the best ones. It's definitely got to be, like, the best one of all time, as far as I'm concerned, as, as gimmicks go. Yeah, definitely. I had um, I had another hate and love. Go for it. It's okay. Go for it. Um, I still got two left. So okay. <laughs> yeah, I got a couple. So hated. Uh, speaking, I think I brought up Mad Mad Cats when I was talking about DDR Dance Mat. So they yeah. did that okay, but I don't know if you guys have ever used their GameCube controller. Their their controllers period are the worst. Awful. That that was the one <laughs> I was talking about. Saying I didn't know if a group of controllers would count. Got it. Yes. Well, that is literally this little mini list that I'm about to go through. It's just controllers. The Mad Cats is the little brother controller, little sister controller. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the it's the my friends coming over and they want to use my system, so that's that's the that's the controller they get. That's the second controller. That one. I don't. Well, you guys can tell me if you've played with the next one too. Oh, I'm sure you have actually. At least Tom. So yeah, the Mad Cats was horrible, especially the GameCube one because my buttons would get stuck all the time. It was super uncomfortable and horrible. Um, and then, have you heard of the Duke? I know that oh. people call it the Duke. It's like the original, like the Horse. gigantic, the gigantic Xbox yeah. controller. Oh my God, that that controller! I have giant man hands, and I still <laughs> couldn't hold the stupid <laughs> controller. And I think somebody had gotten it. The original Xbox was technically my brother's. But we used to play it pretty much evenly. And somebody had gotten it for him as like, oh, this looks really cool. And it was just like, a, I don't even know. It's like when you're a kid and you catch a f- giant football for the first time. And it feels like you're about to like just bobble it and drop it on the ground. That's how I felt playing with that controller. And it was literally to the point where my brother and I would like try to beat each other to grab the, the regular controller. Because we the didn't want to use that chunky one. Yeah. So it was just horrible. So I don't know which one I hated more. Probably the Xbox one, just because I probably played with that one more than I did the GameCube one. Um, uh, Jen, I was on the complete opposite side. Oh, really? We fought to not use the small controller. Uh, we all wanted to use the Duke. Nope. We were like, hated it. Because there was, with the four people we played with, there was one S controller, and we were all like, fuck that thing. <laughs> so small. We all wanted to use the Duke. No, I hated it. Maybe maybe I maybe I didn't have my man hands yet when I was younger. I don't know. <laughs> I just remember hating it. My brother didn't like it either. I think I, I actually I, wound up finding it when I found the regular Xbox, but it um I don't know, it like got dented or something wherever it was and it just was like it looked like something chewed it up, which who knows maybe something did, so I wound up getting rid of it. But I was like, "Ha! In the garbage <laughs> you <controller>. go." <laughs> <laughs> I have yeah, the last left. The the only one that has an argument is um some people like the third party maybe Mad Cats like N64 controllers yeah just because they I mean, were shaped like regular controllers and not the three prong I don't yeah I don't know about that I'd still if if you I would rather use that weird three prong thing than ever ever use a Mad Cats controller because we had Mad Cats controllers because you know we had multiple people in the house right. and my parents didn't want to pay for 
the expensive first-party controllers, which I can totally understand, because look at Nintendo. The fucking Switch Pro controller is $60. Like, yep. who wants to pay $60 for a controller? Ridiculous. I can only imagine what they were what they cost back then. I have no idea. So that's why we would the end same up same amount, with, but the, you know, they would be technically, like, closer to 100 inflation-wise. Right. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, so you would end up with these controllers as kids, so... You just dealt with it. Luckily, we would always generally have one good controller. Like, nobody messed with this controller because it's the only good one we have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it would be like on a pedestal. <laughs> yes. A good one. Only use this one for for games you're not going to get mad at. Yep. You don't throw oh, it God. or yeah. break it or something stupid. True. So, yeah, that on the flip side, um, something that I loved, and you guys made me think of this when you brought up the Zapper, and I did like the Zapper, but my favorite, what, and this wasn't mine, I can't say that I own this, it was actually my cousins. We used to go over to their house a lot when we were kids, and they had a bunch of different um, game consoles when we were growing up. I remember they had the PlayStation, the Namco GunCon gun. Oh, yeah. GunCon was awesome. Yeah, it is my favorite video game gun, which sounds weird, but it was just super comfortable. The weight of it felt right. Like I could literally just feel it in my hands if i think about it too much it it felt like the one in the arcade yeah exactly that was my favorite part it was like having a little piece of the arcade with you when you played and it worked well i mean the zapper eh, i i don't know i didn't really like love it love it because it wasn't that accurate but i mean this gun was great i loved it and that was one of my favorite things to to use when i would go over their house that and the sega saturn racing wheel oh yeah that was always fun the best part about that was, it was analog, so yeah. it worked well. Yeah, like you didn't have to like it. It worked like a steering wheel. It wasn't just like there was ones on the NES. I'm pretty sure because because I got that stupid Days of Thunder game, and I'm pretty sure someone bought like a wheel or something, and it just did not work because it was <laughs> digital. So if you turned it to the left a little bit, it just turned it all the way all the time, and it mm. was horrendous that's not on this list that's a honorable mention for me. <laughs> so <clears throat> i'll go with um i'll start out worse um and i think we can't do a list of peripherals without mentioning the connect mm-hmm. the, oh. the original the original connect original connect yeah okay there was only one game that sort of worked for it and that was dance central okay yeah. uh, were you gonna say the dog one the uh, pets or whatever. Uh, pets worked, but there was a one where they were just shot like red balls at you the whole time. I forget what it was called. There was there was there, there was uh, adventure. Is, yeah, I think it was yeah. part of that. Yeah, yeah. But the thing that sucked about it was that, and maybe it's just where I lived in, um, you know, my my row home in Philadelphia, um, that you the size of the room you needed for it to work well made it impossible. Um, for it to work in houses, you know, that, you know, not putting it in the living room. I think you need like six feet of space around it. So yeah, it a bedroom a that's like eight by seven mm-hmm. is like impossible. Um, yeah, you could not use it in a bedroom. You had to use it in a living yeah. space. Yeah. So um, and also the it was so, um, you know, with the connections and losing you and you had to have lighting right. And it was. You know, it, it felt like a rush job. Like, uh, the second Connect got a lot better about the lighting and, and room size, but not a lot better. Um, 
I don't know how much better you can get because of the way the sensors work. But now yeah. I, I'm going to defend the new the newer Connect. I had that thing hooked up until I could not have it hooked up anymore because when you when I bought an Xbox One X, it literally did not have the port for the Connect anymore, and I wasn't going to spend fifty dollars to get a, an adapter to use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved it though because of the voice command. I could give a shit about the games, but <laughs> the fact that I could walk in and go, please, every everybody mute for a second. I could go Xbox on and it would work um, all the time. And, but people would, it was just like, it was before Amazon stuff. So yeah. people could go Xbox turn off and it would just like, if you were watching something where somebody said that, it would just turn yeah, off. That yeah, that was the problem. <laughs> yes, yeah, a lot but. of people were trolling in live streams. Yes. Yeah. You know. Yep. yep. And we're, and, and where people were watching live streams and it would happen. But the, uh, so with the new Connect, did you ever stand up and put your hands up and go, McDonald's? No. And have it order you McDonald's? <laughs> no. Do you I remember should've. that from the original Connect? Yes. Thing where they where they wanted where they had people like ordering pizza or whatever. Yeah. My favorite thing that they showed, which is going to lead into my next thing. Yeah. Uh, I won't get go there yet, but when they showed the kid scanning the skateboard in. Yeah. And then like actually playing a skateboarding game with the skateboard that he scanned in that ne- that's nothing like that ever happened. Yeah. The- like. Anything they showed was total bullshit. Yeah. Oh, that McDonald's thing is so great. I gotta, I gotta see if I can find that photo online because it was in the manual or one of the slides or something. Um, and it's just a guy was standing with his hands up with the talk bubble saying McDonald's. Um, and the, 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 I know I, I say in jest that Dan Central is the only good game. Um, the Nike Fitness thing was great, but again, I need it room size to be able to do it. Um, yeah. But uh, from everything I heard, it was. One of the better, you know, getting you to exercise. Probably the best one until the Ring Fit, apparently, is really good. Yeah, I've heard uh, a lot of good things about the Ring Fit, which is, yeah. of course, never in stock either. So yeah. there's that. Yeah, it hasn't been out long enough for me to even put it on this list yet. But um, getting to my final um, good one. Um, and I only love this for one game only, but I had an NES Advantage. Which any advantage was awesome. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, I'm not a real fighting game guy. So, you know, having the giant paddle with the stick, you know, there was also no fighting games on the NES. Yeah. But so what, why it looked like an arcade stick? I have no idea. Um, uh, well, for shooters, usually. I guess, yeah. But I used it for track and field. Um, nice. And well, it was great. Um, I told you about the Bigfoot game that I had, right? Like the, it was a Bigfoot racing game. Oh, no. So there was a part, like Big Bigfoot being the monster truck, um, there was a part in the game where it was literally designed for the Advantage. Like, yeah. And I never knew that until I watched somebody else play it on an NES Advantage much later in life, like a few years ago, where you had to rock the D-pad back and forth, left and right, and then to shift gears... You had to hit like A or B. I forget which one it was, but you had to do both at the same time. But if you're using an advantage, you have the joystick and you're just rocking it back and forth and you can hit the other button with your other hand. I never knew that was a thing until, you know, two years ago or something. But the fact that the NES advantage existed at all was awesome just because of the fact that it brought more of the arcade home. Yeah, and it's it's it was I never got any good with like punch out and things like that. Trying that with it, 
Um, but yeah, the playing track and field and just having the big buttons to go real fast on yep. um, was was great. Um, it was it's pretty amazing. I still have it um, here. It's all it's one of those things that got all yellowed and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it so it doesn't look great. But um, I'm not displaying things for like people to walk by and look at. Um, but yeah, so the NS advantage. Um, the it, I, I want to do a slight honorable mention to a thing I have to look up to see if it's exactly what I remember, but I don't know if it was good or bad. It's probably terrible. But didn't <laughs> Sega come out with like a ring thing that you could stand in? Oh, yeah, yes. that thing was horrendous. And control. Okay. I remember it, but I'm like, I didn't know anybody that had it and I didn't really play it. Um, I, I just know, wanted to make I sure it wasn't any... something I imagined. But... Yeah, I didn't know anybody that had it either, but I've seen like video of it and just yeah. it's not working at all. I forget yeah. what it was called even. Uh, um, I don't remember. It was like, ugh, I forget. I know what you're talking about though. I literally just saw a picture of it because I was looking at stuff when I was yeah looking at stuff for this episode and I was like, oh, that's bad, but I don't have any <laughs> experience with it. Yeah, um, uh, but yeah, that was I think that it was might an... be called the Sega Ring Edge. Yeah, it was something weird. I can't even remember what it was called. But if, if anybody used that thing, let us know. I want I want to hear about it. Yeah. All right, so my bad one, as I alluded to before, is the Tony Hawk ride controller. <sighs> so this controller was literally broken out of the box. It did not work. You could not control your character at all with it. The only way you could control it was like if you used the D-pad that was on it while you were standing on it. It was the only way to make it work, which was didn't... it. It didn't make any sense to do that because what's the point of having the fucking thing on the ground if it's not going to do it? I can't stand <laughs> on it and have it work. But they they had the audacity to come out with two games for it. Two. Who's going to use this thing for two games? <laughs> it was um, it was so bad. I I've never seen anybody give it a good review ever. Yeah. And not only that, but it had it was one of those things that needed a dongle. Kind of like the new, the newest Guitar Hero controller for the Xbox One and PS4, which broke systems, by the way. I, I'm, I'm, mm. I, I may go into that later, but, um, but you, yeah, you had to have a dongle for it. So even if you see this thing like super cheap at like Goodwill or somewhere where they still have it, um, and you just see the board, it will not work because you need the dongle to attach to your console in order for it to work. Yeah. So. Not only did it not work then, you probably cannot get it to work now because the dongle that you need was either lost or thrown away t- ten years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and didn't the um didn't the Sega um the Sonic game come with a board too for Connect or or so, or you could use something? I have like no they tried idea. the same thing. Probably I would like imagine Sonic R or whatever it was called. <laughs> they, that sounds like something. Sounds sounds like something Sega would do. Sonic Ride or something. Well, they, they probably just tried to use the same board and just sold a game for it. But it, like I said, it didn't work. It you could not control your character at all. All right. So my last good one uh, is probably going to be um, a little d- divided, just because if you owned one, you loved it, and if you saw it in a story, you would question why it ever existed. The virtual is, boy. No. No, no, that's that's a that's a good one, but it's the steel battalion controller. Oh Jesus. <laughs> so 
if you owned an Xbox and you owned Steel Battalion, you may have been the richest person on the planet in the, uh, the early 2000s. I'm pretty sure the controller was $200. Yes. I don't even know if that came with the game. Or... Wow. But the Steel, the Steel Battalion controller had two joysticks, and it looked like the... So Steel Battalion was a mech game. So it basically was a mech co- cockpit built into a controller. It had two sticks, two analog sticks, and a hundred fucking buttons on the in between the two sticks. And not only that, you then had foot pedals too mm-hmm. <laughs> to go in either direction. I I don't I don't remember if they controlled your direction or if they controlled speed. I don't remember exactly, but you, it came with a gigantic manual to to figure out how to use this thing. And to top it all off, it had a gigantic eject button in the middle. And if you did not eject from your mech before you died, it erased your save. <gasps> That's yeah. evil. If you died, it erased your save. Damn. So you always made sure to hit the eject button. There was no <laughs> not hitting the eject button. Wow. So yeah. Um again, I think there was Steel Battalion one and two and that was it. They never used it for anything else. So if you had one, you were super into Steel Battalion. Yeah. I'm yeah. looking up on eBay now because I had never seen one. And they're going from anywhere between like th- high 300s to thousands, depending on, I guess, their condition. Well, you also okay. have to make sure it has the pedals, because if it doesn't yep. have the pedals, it doesn't work. Exactly. Actually, someone is selling it without the pedals, and it's like $600. <laughs> yeah, they're sneaky, out of sneaky. Out of yep. Yeah. So the uh, the second thing we're talking about was called the activator. There it is. Mm-hmm. And this, this, uh, so I got this paragraph from the uh, wiki from Giant Bomb. Um, vaulted or mirrored ceilings interrupted the IR beams reflections along with irregular roof <laughs> oh, beams, ceiling fans, or similar obstructions. The activator also required its own standalone power supply. Another 9-volt nine, nine brick, you know, typical of the consoles at the time, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and retailed for $80 oh, my um, God. in 1993. <laughs> um, you know, and obviously high cost and lack of support. And the game only worked, the activator only worked with three games. Oh, my um, God. Eternal Champions, Mortal Kombat, and Comic Zone. Yikes. Oh, <laughs> I, oh so, and it came with Dragon Ball VR VS. Um, that was what, like, the launch game with it. But, you know. So, uh, I have a, uh, a an honorable mention. And this was for the NES. And I would see it in the JCPenney catalog every time I opened it and be like, man, that thing looks awesome. I really want it because um, anytime they showed it, they showed it with um, Top Gun that came out for the NES, which maybe we'll get to play Top Gun at some point. I hope so. <laughs> um, but it was called the U-Force. And it was like, it looked like a flight, not a stick, but it was like a, a yoke, like a flight yoke. But it was motion controls. So there was an infrared beam shooting up and straight at you which who knows how much cancer this thing caused but then you held the the yoke in the middle and like turned it left or right or forward and back or whatever and then it had two buttons on the top uh for i guess a and b but again motion controls they did not work in the 80s i'm so glad my parents never bought this thing because i would have felt so bad Mm. that they bought this and it just (laughs) didn't work that sucks but yeah, look up the U-Force, and you'll see what I'm talking about. It almost looks like, um, what's that game? Battle, it Battle looks like Station Battleship. Or... Battleship, there it is, yeah. It looks like Battleship. 
Yeah, like it's flips funny. up. Yeah. And it yeah. <sighs> Thank you, mom and dad, for not spoiling you. <laughs> but that's all I got. Those are my my favorite or my objective best and worst gimmicks for gaming. Um, I don't know if you guys have got, got any left. Mark, I don't um, know if you got a, a one hanging out there. No, I just want to say a shout out to Tiger Electronics for uh, all their I mean, great. Listen, <laughs> I love the fucking Tiger Electronics handhelds. <laughs> I had a I had a bunch of them because you know you I didn't have a Game Gear or anything. I, I had the original Game Boy and Tiger oh. Electronics games because Tiger Electronics games are like twenty bucks. Yep. So your your parents don't feel too bad about spending twenty bucks on this thing. <laughs> I may have played my Tiger Electronics games more than I played my Game Boy. Yeah, the, the only Tiger Electronics things that was bad that I got was they bought me the headband VR thing. I don't know if you remember that. It was like a headband and had a little flip-down glass. Oh, and... the lasers? The laser eye or the laser? Yeah. Whatever it's called. Yeah. I, and, yeah. And, and the game beamed on the thing and you could The laser scope. The yeah. laser scope. Oh, yeah. man. It had fighting games and like all these different games on it. It's real terrible. I think I still have it. But, <laughs> it's um, terrible. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, I don't know if I have the games for it. I think I just have the headband thing. Um, but who knows? One of the games might still be in there. Uh, awesome. But yeah, but yeah, for for those of you who are a certain age, the Tiger Electronics. Yeah. You know the football games and stuff like that. I had baseball. I had Power Rangers. Yeah. I think I had a football game too. Yeah, but yeah, I wanted to make sure we at least mentioned those before we moved on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. All right. After all of that mess, let's get into our. <laughs> Retro Roulette game for this week, which is Dragon Ball Z Budokai for the PlayStation 2. This was the first Budokai game. It was the first 3D fighter that they made for what generation is that? Sixth generation? Fifth generation? What generation is PlayStation 2? I can't even remember. Mm, Fourth. Fourth. Okay. NES, Super NES. I'll just go by the popular ones. Uh, PlayStation and... PlayStation and then PS2. Okay, so fourth generation. It was the first Dragon Ball Z 3D fighter that they made because they had made fighters for the Super Nintendo and the PlayStation, which I don't think any of them ever actually came out in the U.S., and if they did, they were super low print runs, and I didn't know anybody who owned them. I think you had to have, like, a a chipped PS1 to even play some some of these obscure Dragon Ball Z games. And they were in Japanese, which didn't help anything either. But this game was... Um, pretty well received, if I remember correctly, because I remember getting it as a kid, and I was a big Dragon Ball Z fan in uh, middle school and high school. Um, and it was kind of the first like 3D uh, fighter that I really got into. I did, I was not into fighting games, but the second you throw Goku in there and Vegeta and all all of my favorite characters, I'm gonna play it. Now I'm real interested to hear. Because I think Jenny's the only person in our group that really likes fighting games, like, mm-hmm. and Japanese games. <laughs> well, we all like Japanese games, but she's she's another level. So I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah. So I actually, overall, I really liked it. Um, I'll give you my pros and cons because I wrote them down so I wouldn't forget. Um, so I really liked the 3D style graphics. I thought it looked really good, um, and I really appreciated how the dead on all the characters looked from the anime. I mean, it, one of my favorite parts of playing this game was I felt like I was playing an anime basically, which as you just alluded to, I love my anime 
and I love my fighting games. So this was just like a no-brainer. I kind of knew that I was going to like it, and then watching Retro Roulette, it kind of, you know, affirmed that for me. But I really liked the graphics. Um, and the story mode between cutscenes, or the story mode cutscenes between in between fighting, I liked how obviously you're following the story in general, and it's typical like Dragon Ball, but it gives you a break from playing, which I thought was nice. It's not too much talking and too much story like where Dan with Final Fantasy it's just not a good mix for him because it's so much story it was just like it was just balanced really well and I was watching it with him when you were streaming and he liked it too um so that was something I thought was was good um and then I really loved how the voice acting was mostly all the same people who did the Dragon Ball series that's some something a little detail that I always really appreciate because it just makes it that much more authentic for people, especially, obviously, the fans of the game. I mean, um, the fans of the series. Um, and then, this is dumb, but I really liked the, um, I think Mark had pointed them out first, the exclamation points at the of the titles of the game chapters <laughs> always made me laugh. And then when it hit a certain point and they went away, I was like, oh, we're serious now. <laughs> so it was just the little things about the game that I really liked. Um the actual fighting in the game, I don't think it was that difficult. Um, I feel like the moves the moves overall were fine. Um, I don't know if this is really a pro or a con to me, really, but I feel like it was very button masher friendly. So yeah. for someone who was trying, who learns all the moves and they're trying to be, you know, really good at it, you can go up against your friend who is just going to beat the shit out of the of the um, controller and they're probably going to beat you at some point and you're going to be like, really? really did you have to do that so i i don't, I don't know I, I guess it's not neither a pro nor a con for me it was just something that i noticed it wasn't super hard to button mash the crap out of the game because i probably did it half the time because i was going through all the different basic moves like the basic moves are easy enough but then there's some of the more advanced moves that you do where i was you know not probably doing them well um but yeah so that was just like a middle ground thought that i had and then this is not the game's fault whatsoever, but a con for me, don't kill me. I was never really the biggest Dragon Ball fan. Um, I can certainly appreciate it, but some of the story elements were probably lost on me. Again, not a con, just something that someone who is a fan of the show would probably really love. Obviously, Tom, you are, so I'm sure mm. you loved the story. Um, I just felt like I couldn't fully appreciate all of the that the game had to offer story-wise because I wasn't really in on on a lot of what was going on again I know like the main characters and I understand the premise but I kind of wish that I was a Dragon Ball fan going into playing the game because I know I would have enjoyed it a lot more than I did um but overall I really liked it um I didn't have a super hard time playing it I think I got as far as beating Vegeta I think it was like the monkey business uh, chapter or whatever they yeah. called it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, I stopped because I think the next one was the training mission and I kept messing up. So I just stopped. But um, <laughs> I didn't get frustrated with it. It was it was good. And I think that's another reason I liked the cut scenes with the story mode in between the fighting, because it kind of it brings you down from from the fighting and, and lets you chill out for for a few minutes and then you get right back into it. So. I think that was probably a good thing, too. Some fighting games, it's just, like, super frustrating sometimes. Some of those fights get real intense. Yeah. Which I will talk about shortly. Yeah. Yeah, so for me, as as you probably heard on the stream, I'm not much of a Dragon Ball fan myself. Um, 
or not even I shouldn't even say fan because that that would mean that I have an opinion on it, but I've never seen it. So, you know, um, I've just seen it like through that stream. And um, like I said, listening to a couple episodes when the, you know, a couple others from Giant Bomber watching through Kai for the first time um, and just hearing their reactions to it. Um, was just an entertaining podcast. That's how I know most of the beginning of the story. Um, so playing through the story mode, um, after already seeing it completed in credits, as Tom was able to do, um, was fun. It let's. I am terrible at fighting game. Um, uh, I just don't have the. I guess I don't have the patience for them anymore. Um, eh, you know. But that's why Jen's point about the button mashing um, probably kept me more hooked on this game that I normally would have been. And mm-hmm. as I said, uh, in our, in our pre, you know, pre-production, the, um, this was the first game in retro roulette that I didn't love, you know, going into it that I felt like I wanted to play more, um, you know, but ran out of time before the podcast, um, you know, this recording, uh, to do, um, I don't know if I'll go back to it. Um, just because, you know, I, I fell back into my hole with randomizers and Zelda, um, which is like probably as close to an addiction as I have in video games. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it didn't, it didn't do the thing that non mortal combat fighting games do to me. Um, you know, which was the, uh, you know, it bores me, you know, doing the story mode and yeah. stuff like that. Um, mortal Kombat just so, you know, out there, um, that I was like, I gotta see what happens next in those games. Um, but maybe maybe being someone that hasn't experienced that story before, um, I come from a, a more of a neutral standpoint where you'll probably you probably pick things apart that they do in it that either make great or take away from what the actual anime tells. Um, but for me, it was just like, cool, you know, some good story. Voice acting's fine. Um, you know, it, I wouldn't have known it was the original voice actors. Um, but, you know. Uh, I love the interstitials, you know, the screens with the exclamation points, as I made mention on the stream. Um, I think it's always fun when you, you know, when you have a game like this and you, you lean into that and you use like your comic sans font and stuff like that, uh, (laughs) to just sort of, sort of just let you know, this isn't like, you know, some dour story, um, to at least keep it fun and colorful and, uh, from what I've heard outside of, you know, the stream here, this might be the best, if not w- one of the best um, Dragon Ball games that came out before uh, Fighters that came out recently. Um, and just from playing this, I could see um, why those two games are popular compared to the other ones I've seen people stream. Um, and, and it's uh, really obvious that they just got what the series was about um in these in this uh in this game but it was it was something that if tom brings it up on extra life or if i'm at his house or something he's like hey you want some play some budokai mm-hmm. you know and i'd be like sure um uh, because it's not you know it's it, it's not anything that i was surprised how much i i did enjoy my time with it yeah well i'm happy to hear that you guys enjoyed it because it is definitely uh, again it was one of the it was one of the games one of the only games on Retro Roulette I think that um, I've ever gone back to like 
I I usually play on the stream and then I'm done and then I've I've gotten enough of a sense of the game that I know that I enjoyed it or I didn't enjoy it. But for this, I actually went back and played it after the fact. I usually don't do that and I was super happy I did because something I forgot about is once you finish the story, there's actually like other stuff you can go back and do that's like little side stuff, like little side stories that you can play um, that they kind of skip over in the main story. And there's there for the most part, it follows follows everything. But other parts, it will do like weird, um, like what if stuff like at the end of this, like the cell saga, when he um, absorbs the androids. In one of the what-if scenarios, he absorbs Krillin, who's the little short, bald guy, instead of one of the androids. And he, like, shrinks down, like, to a this tiny dude, and he's orange, and he's... He, like, he, he doesn't look anything like Cell normally looks like. And you have to fight as him as this way underpowered Cell against a couple of the Z fighters that are known to get smoked by any enemies. Like, they're the weaklings that usually go first and die immediately. So I thought that was pretty funny that they decided to include stuff like that. But something else I didn't really get into on the stream, there is a world tournament mode. And when you play the world tournament mode, at the end of it, if you win, you get money. And then you can unlock skills and characters and all kinds of things for all of the characters. And you can, then you can infinitely... Um, swap around moves and and abilities and things for each character, and you can super customize a character to your liking, and then you can use it in the world tournament mode again, or you can use it in multiplayer. Um, and I just thought that was an awesome, awesome thing that they added in that I never really saw from a, a fighting game like that before. Like a wrestling game or something, yeah, you can customize stuff and do stuff like that, but I never had seen it in a fighting game where you can customize down to you know what moves the character is going to have or what abilities they have um and i'm kind of sad i didn't show that off because after beating the story mode you don't really have a whole lot of stuff unlocked so you have to kind of go back and play world tournament mode a few times and then it will allow you to um start unlocking these things and customizing them and stuff but yeah um overall i really enjoyed it i've always enjoyed the game but i there is one thing that you guys didn't see in the story mode. I, when I went back and played um, and finished the story mode, there are some missions that you have to do with Vegeta where you have to do three fights. And if you lose the last fight, you have to go back and do them all over. That's pretty bad. It was like one of those, oh, I remember, I remember not liking this when I was a kid. This was some bullshit. Because not only do you, if you lose the last fight, you go back to the beginning and have to do it all over again your health does not recover between each fight. You have to fight three guys in a row and your health doesn't come back. So it was just, I, I, I lost to it a few times. I, I was like, I, I just had to take a breath, relax for a second, and then go back and do it again because it was, I had an easy difficulty. <laughs> you guys saw me set it to easy. Well, it was, it was it's automatically set to easy. Um, I cannot imagine trying to play it on a harder difficulty because it would, it would really suck. I cannot imagine because yeah, I'm not good. I'm not good at fighting games. I kind of button my mash, button mash my way through it, but I, for the most part, could pull off some of the moves. Some of the moves are stupid, difficult in how you have to do them, but 
um i was able to somewhat on command do the move um but again overall really enjoyed the game little there's a couple hiccups here and there so it's not perfect it's not gonna be a five but it was uh one of my favorite experiences on retro roulette i'm glad you guys enjoyed it yeah yeah now uh moment of truth what what scores did you guys give it i gave it a four out of five okay yeah it was good yeah um I would probably go three and a half just because as much as I did like it, I think there was a, a piece missing for me not being a fan of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if I had watched any of the anime before or, you know, had any, you know, solid memory of it, you know, maybe things would click a little bit. And plus, in general, um, this, you know, I probably never give a fighting game a really high score. So the fact that it is three and a half out of five um, is pretty good because I am just no good and in some cases just don't understand it at times, um, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah, this one was was perfectly fine and reasonable. There wasn't any gimmicky bullshit um, that some, you know, of the non, you know, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, Tekken, you know, realm have that makes it generally frustrating the play so i i did enjoy that um but yeah yeah i think i think um you know i think the only fighting game and i forget and people are going to look back and see if i did i should really write down what i ranked them but i think i would only put um uh soul caliber above it just because you know it was uh that game's a little bit more smoother i i think um in the sense for me but yeah this one was really fun it's um a big surprise to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I have to agree with you. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a four and a half. I really had a lot of fun with this game, and I feel like the uh, customization you can do after you're done with the story mode really just brings it to another level. And I feel like I feel like if you guys got there and were into like putting that much time into the game, uh, you'd like it. But again. You have to. It, this is a game from another era. This this is one of those games that wants you to sit down and play it for hours and hours and hours and grind and unlock all this stuff. But it's all right if you don't. <laughs> uh, but yeah, four and a half for me because I this was the most fun I've had in Retro Roulette. As sad as that is, I don't uh-huh. know. Why, I, um, I just I love Dragon Ball and I love this game and I own other ones. So maybe at some point we'll get to play some more so we'll see yeah, probably tonight <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably when i spin the wheel right now yeah all right let's let's get to that let let us spin the wheel okay not a fighting game but a racing game oh boy uh, i know you guys are probably super stoked to play another racing game because that's all it seems to be all i own which is not true. I have tons of other games, but for whatever reason, this wheel really likes to pick racing games. So we're playing Revolt for the Dreamcast. Okay. And for those of you who are going, what the fuck is Revolt? It is a uh, it is a RC racing game. So you are a little tiny RC car in a normal environment racing through stores and construction sites and ships. I think there's a ship. Uh, there's all kinds of like terrain that you're that you're driving through, and 
if I remember correctly, the Dreamcast version is not easy. So good luck. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've played this before. <laughs> this might be my first retro roulette game that I've already played. Wow. Well, yeah, it know, is a right? newer game. I want to say this came out in like 99, maybe. Mm-hmm. It had to have, right? Because Dreamcast was... Dreamcast was only like two only years. Two years. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm so pretty sure I've played it. It was either 99 or 2000. So cool. good luck, folks. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I'll be playing this today if you're listening to this live on the day it comes out. So tune in to our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash game vault pod. Uh, it should be around nine o'clock. I'll be, I'll be logging on and playing, playing some revolt and probably sucking as usual. That's <laughs> as, as is most, most of our, uh, most of our Monday night stream. Um, but yeah, uh, Jen, do you want to plug all of our social media? Sure. So the Game Vault podcast is branded. I know we say it every time like it's new, but we're just really excited that it still exists. So (laughs) if you want to find us on social media, you can search us on Instagram, Twitter, and also Twitch for our stream. It's at Game Vault Pod. Make it super easy for you guys. Um, And then if you want to shoot us an email with suggestions on what you want to see or if you want to yell at us or if you want to be nice to us, that's always good. You could also email us at videodamies at gmail.com. Um, And then you could check out our podcast YouTube channel. If you want to see what we've done in the past on Twitch, it's not saved as long. You can visit us. It's tinyurl.com slash the game vault. And as Tom mentioned, new episodes uh, here post every other Monday, which you would obviously know if you're listening to us. So good job with that. Um, And then if you want to check out our other podcasts, we have our Real Play D&D podcast, Stranger Demies. Um, That airs every Wednesday. You can search for us wherever you get your podcasts. They're also available on Twitter at Stranger Demies and on Instagram at Stranger Demies. And then they call this movie is new episodes air every Thursday, right, Mark? Yep. Yep. Every Thursday. Um, Same deal. You can search. um, I think it's just at the main Damie on Instagram and on Twitter. Ant does a really good job of running the Instagram um, with really good quotes from you guys' episode, which are hilarious. And if that doesn't get you to want to listen to it, I don't know what would, because they are compelling quotes. Um, <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> so definitely most, check them out. They're, they're mostly your husband's quotes. Apparently, yeah. I didn't I didn't know that, but it's not super surprising, I guess. He says some weird things sometimes. Um, See, so yeah, I think that's all of our social medias. Um, when in doubt, just for the podcast on all of our stuff, just search for us by name, and most likely we'll come up wherever you download your podcast, typically. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Mark, you got anything you need to plug? No, I think that that take care of it all. Okay. Uh, well, if if you do want to tune into our our Twitch streams, we do have streams four to five times a week, depending on how we feel. Uh, like I said. Uh, today, Monday, I will be streaming Retro Roulette. Uh, then we'll be streaming uh, most likely Call of Duty Warzone on Wednesday. Warzone Wednesdays. Ooh. Mark will be streaming Trails in the Sky on Thursday. Mark, uh, have, how is progress on Trails in the Sky? We're going good. Um, we are. We just uh, discovered a bard mm. who <laughs> may or may not be a pedophile. <laughs> um, we yeah, that was fringy. Yeah. Um, like I said, I think I said it on either that stream or another, maybe the stream with Dan or some, somewhere, because I talk a lot on the internet recently, um, is that I don't know if if the bard turns out to be 
underage, like under 18, then it's fine. But if that <laughs> bard is anywhere near an adult and he was basically hitting on a 15-year-old, 14-year-old, kind of weird. Hitting on. <laughs> like, I'm not, this isn't like, oh, it might be anywhere. No, he called them sexy. Yeah. Um, oh, that's, that's a no-no. Yeah. So it's either a, the only things I can think of, because I've been thinking about this since I played the game on Saturday. Um, it's either a mistranslation, mm-hmm. uh, very possible, uh, or it's a culture thing, not the pedophilia, the, you know, describing younger people as sexy, um, or <laughs> we're going to find out this guy's like also 15 Yeah. and it makes sense. And the, the gross thing is him hitting on the older person in the group. Right. Um, but yeah, it, he was already slightly annoying, um, but uh, his powers are real good, so we can keep him around till we find someone better. Because that's what you do in JRPGs. Yep. yep. Um, you use him until you cannot use him anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Or, or like in Final Fantasy X, where you say, "Yeah, fuck you, Kamari, you're staying on the bench." <laughs> um, this this game is, is really wacky in that it it's fun to be on the stream and just coming up with different head cannons for things and. Yep. Um, I think the last thing we left off in, we just got back to the mayor, and um, who was like a 18 year old. Yeah. I don't know how old she is. Um, and you know, you know, finding out that the the secret bad guy slash secret princess um is also running a group that may have taken down the airplane that we were searching for mm-hmm. that had our father on it. So you know. Yep. Simple plot. <laughs> I also think that the father could potentially be the overall big bad, a secret big bad. Uh oh. I don't know. The, the happen, secret but... big bad. There's always one. Yep. <laughs> yeah. In, in my head, he's either the secret big bad or Joshua used to be part of the secret big bad. Whoa. He has a because dark. They always mention the amber eyes and all that dark yeah. hair being yeah. weird. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah, it's. It's good. I mean, we'll probably be doing this in 2021 as the quarantine comes to an end. You mean um, 2022? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's still still a great game. Um, just the way me and Jen even chat and me on voice interact in this, I still really want to do the Persona 5 Let's Play um, <laughs> to just mess around with that on uh, recording it. But that is a long game and a long commitment um, <laughs> to figure out. But um, I think it would be it, it'd be a good vibe for our channel. But um, yeah, so tune in. That'll probably I would say depending on just keep keep an eye on the um, on the Twitter. You know, it'll probably either be um, you know um, if it hasn't already aired already, um, maybe it'll be a Tuesday thing or something. You know, coming up uh, just with everything going on. You know, and having to record this a day early. Um, you know, that's the one game we can sort of move around um, the time slots. Yeah. But yeah, I, uh, I'm i glad you guys are having such such a good time with that game. Yeah. At some fun. point, I hope to play and beat it myself. So I'm hoping you'll be able to give me some some tips as soon as I as soon as, soon as I decide to dive into it. Don't be afraid to run. Don't be afraid to run. OK, that's that's a good one. I would have not done that. I may have died twice if, if <laughs> I didn't just go fuck this. I'm out of here. <laughs> Um, and when you get, when you get a good amount of money, buy as, unless if you get a spell later, uh, buy as many, uh, reviving things because the people don't come back to one when you leave the battle. Okay. 
you have to use an item to bring them back. That's annoying. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, um, also, Jenny will be streaming this Friday. She'll be streaming some more of her favorite game of all time, Dead by Daylight. Yep. Friday Night Fright Fest. And then Sunday will be yet yet another grab bag for Dan and Dan and Mark, whatever they decide to play. Probably more Warzone because Dan's yeah. obsessed now, I think. <laughs> he is, definitely. So lots of lots of good stuff. Lots of stuff coming up. Um, we're, we'll be, uh, soon we'll be starting to do our extra life preparations. So usually around this time we start getting the site put together and all that other good stuff. So um, be on the lookout for that. We'll let you know as soon as we have more information. Um, But everybody out there, stay safe, be nice to each other. And for Mark and Jenny, I'm Tom, and we'll catch you guys in the next one.